0: Frank, <clears throat> hey, hey! We are uh attempting to do another remote recording. Yeah, uh,
1: we recorded a very, very good episode last week, uh, oh. but it, the recording got messed up, and Eric had a meltdown. And I, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I
0: um, have you ever seen the GIF of like the the guy in the office who picks up the keyboard and uses it as a bat to just start? Yeah, whacking? yes, that was me when I, when I hit play on that recording and realized that it was totally fucked up.
1: Maybe we can like find a way to salvage it or something. Um,
0: yeah, Yeah, it's, it's like, um, you can hear it, but it sounds like, it sounds like absolute garbage. So maybe I'll, I'll, if, if anybody out there is super, super bored and really wants to, uh, hear a podcast with terrible audio, maybe I'll upload it as a bonus or something. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a
1: shame because so we're living. We live in New York City, obviously, and every night at seven o'clock, people cheer for the essential workers. Essentially, yeah. Um, And we had that had that recorded. It's two forty in the afternoon now. We could record for a solid four (laughs) hours, five hours, um, and get that recording for you again. But well, you know,
0: maybe. I forgot that we, we had that moment of magic on there. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe today I'll, when, when it happens again, I'll go out on, uh, on the balcony and record it and then I'll, yeah, that'd be great. I'll attach it to yeah. the end of the app. Uh, we have
1: some really good audio of our friend turbo Chad, which happy birthday turbo Chad, um, <laughs> doing ups And so that might be our intro to the episode. Uh,
0: um, yeah. Um, so my favorite thing—we have this group chat, obviously, you know, like most people do. And uh, one day, Chad dropped in and just dropped a video on us of him doing push-ups. Yeah, um, he was on- trying to inspire
1: us to like do it in response, as if like we're the kind of guys who respond to memes, right? Um, didn't work. <laughs> we just watched. This kind of weird video of him doing push-ups,
0: but my favorite part of it was he he left the video sit there for a while, and then he deleted it, and then um, multiple people in the chat started re-uploading it because it, everyone's first impulse when Chad uploaded that video was to download a copy of it. <laughs> <and keep> it. <laughs> well, I don't. I downloaded it because it didn't
1: play on my end at first. I just oh. saw a chair and this grunting sound. <laughs> Almost like that drop that we used to have of a guy like punching himself, <laughs> right, yeah. Um and I was like, Chad, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, and not until I downloaded it did I realize what it was. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a real gem that we can use against him at another time. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of, I I made a workout video. So you know we're still under quarantine. Yeah. My my first official day of this was March tenth. Some a good good month in, yeah yeah, good almost six weeks in. Um, anyway, um, and my friend Daniel, who I used to work out with, he lives in L.A. now, and he wanted to find a way to like work out, you know, because he's around his family all the time now, sure. and he's working from home, uh, and he was getting very stressed and very aggravated uh, and he needs a way to like burn off some steam. So he asked me for like all the, some of the moves that we used to do together <clears throat> and instead I just made him a workout video. Excuse me. Um, so part of the charm of the, the video is that I ordered a yoga mat online uh, through Amazon. I ordered a gray extra long yoga mat. And I got a, pink child size yoga mat for kids oh, size five to eight. What'd you say?
0: I said perfect.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was like an illustration of like a cartoon owl on it. Um, <laughs> but that's part of the, the workout video. So I made this for him and the moment I made it, it became very embarrassing. And I just have a feeling that it's going to pop up at some point in my life. Um, either like at a birthday party or like a wedding or a funeral or something. And there's gonna be a group of people watching me do this workout video. Um, yeah, the
0: internet never forgets, man. If you if if you use the internet to transmit that video to him, he's it's never going away. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, whew,
1: sorry, I okay, just read something. All worked up over there? No, I just read a text message from a friend that was kind of intense. I'll share Oof. it later. Um, but uh, yeah, how are you? Like, how are you keeping your sanity?
0: Um. You know, I I think that it, it hasn't really like uh, gotten to me until this week. I had my official, my first official meltdown, and was that uh, because
1: of the podcast?
0: No, no, um, that didn't help. Uh, <laughs> but I think it was maybe the day after the failed podcast. But I was reading about uh, the protests in Michigan where they were blocking the routes to the hospital yeah and i i was a few beers deep when i was reading the news and uh which is just a terrible idea obviously because like if it's you know late at night and you're sitting there reading the news once you get in that lane it's a bottomless pit that's all there
1: is to do now though is read the news i
0: know it's it's terrible but um so i was reading that and then my wife was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to be getting ready for bed. You want to like come out and hang out for a little bit, like before, you know, before you, uh, before I go to bed so we could see each other, you know, cause I was in my office and I came out and I could not, uh, suppress this. Like, um, it wasn't even like anger. It was just like total hopelessness. Mm. And I was just like, how am I going to sit here and watch it? a rerun of the office if I'm like thinking about what's going on in the world right now. And needless to say, we never got around to watching that episode of the office because my <laughs> wife's out there talking talked me down <laughs> off the ledge and then, and then fucking <laughs> tried to go to sleep and, you know, got like three hours of sleep because she was thinking about how I was an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, I I've had to start like really pumping the brakes on, on uh, like reading the news and listening to political podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Because there's no, it's all this pressure building up and no outlet. Like I can't, I can't do anything,
1: (laughs) anything else. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like you need to find a way to, I mean, you've been running a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't feel like not reading the news is the answer though, because it's sort of like denying reality in a way.
0: I feel the same way. Um, but, but there also is like, you know, there's a, a practical measure where it's like, okay, I'm I'm informed, right? Mm-hmm. But like, do I personally have the power to do anything about it in that moment?
1: No. Does that matter?
0: Um. Well, it, it matters in the sense that if I can't do anything about it, do I need to know about it right then? Or can I wait until the next morning and read about it? When I have like a whole day to sort of like, um, you know, be well rested and sort of work it out mentally, and you not- think it's
1: because like the few beers sort of accelerated your
0: anger? Is that the problem? Uh, well, well, not anger, but I I think that it's like, um, it's not even the few beers. It's just sort of like being when you know you have a few drinks, you're tired. You know, if I had not been reading the news, I probably would have been getting ready for bed. So it's like. I'm in that kind of moment of like not being as emotionally resilient as I might be. If I were say reading it with my morning, my morning coffee.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I,
0: this, this
1: makes me think of a conversation that we had on our previous podcast. Um, when you were seeing mean gene. Yeah. And you were saying how you were laying in bed, reading Facebook and you're getting really worked up about some dumb shit. Some, some, somebody said on Facebook in the morning and Gene was like, were you looking for something
0: to be upset about?
1: Right. Right. Do you feel like this is the same at all?
0: I mean, I I guess I could make an argument that, uh, like, uh, there's a difference between like being aware of what's going on in the news, you know? And like, um, And, and, and that sort of thing. And then like getting yourself worked up because some idiot you went to high school with who you literally haven't even interacted with, you know, in, in real life in 20 years said something ignorant on the internet. Well, sure. But I I just mean more like finding things to be upset about. Like, like, you know, you
1: knew going into that article, once you, once you click that headline that you were going to get upset.
0: Oh, no question. Yeah. 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 I think I'm turning into, I think everybody Mm. is turning into like rageaholics. Yeah. You know where you're like, I'm like, oh, you're blocking the road to the hospital. Ooh, let me yeah. read every word of this, and then <laughs> let me read the Reddit comments, and like, you know, yeah, like, uh, okay, then I'm like, I'm here, twenty five hundred miles away from where it's happening, and I'm like exploding with total impotent rage. It just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I was listening to this podcast yesterday um, that I referred to in our last episode called "On the Media." And their last episode was talking about how basically Trump's like, which he's always doing a misinformation campaign, but now he's sending like a cease and desist letter to any stations that broadcast um, this ad, this anti-Trump ad that's showing him in February talking about how he thought coronavirus was going to not going to be a big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how like, it was going to just blow over and it didn't matter. And we didn't have to take it seriously. Um, So he's basically like trying to rewrite the narrative of the way things happened, which is not new for him, but it's just even more jarring and and disparaging, like knowing that it's happening in an election year and at the cost of people's lives. And I just feel this like general sense of, sense of hopelessness about things. Yeah. Like I have such, lack of um, confidence in our government right now
0: Um,
1: that they're going to do anything
0: in the government and in the people, like in, you know, half of the people it's, it's it's crazy. And like, I'm not saying like, you know, fuck the other side or whatever. Like, but I, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm a sane person who's watching these crazy things happen. And like, people are so gleeful about it. And it's like, holy fuck, how are you supposed to have, I mean, this isn't a political podcast and I, I don't yeah. want to go down my like um, slippery slope of, of rage and, and, and angst, but like, holy shit, man, there is, I, I, keep, I keep saying this to everybody, like, do you remember the recent past when there wasn't like a fire hose of negativity like blasting you in the face the moment yeah. you wake up in the morning? Yeah. I can barely remember what that felt like.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. when you would like read the news like oh someone responsible is in charge or someone who is smart is in charge that that's a good feeling
0: or even if you like disagree with what's going on you know even with the last administration there were obviously things that like i think people on both sides of the aisle could be like upset about but at least it wasn't packaged in in like a fucking like twitter in like twitter fucking shit lord speak <laughs> by, by the president and where you're, you're like this guy is it, we're so far down this like this pit of negativity like how the fuck do we climb back out and feel sane again
1: yeah yeah it's 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 very very discouraging um and i'm hoping that anyone else who's president will do a better job anybody that's not him um but I, I could be wrong. It could just be the way we, our political discourse is going now, and this is how we engage from here on out. I don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, uh, Did I just, you hear he wanted
1: to create
0: a um,
1: political talk radio show, Trump? But he didn't want to compete with Rush Limbaugh.
0: Fuck. <laughs> like what, what is this world? <laughs> um, anyway, enough, also- enough of that. Here's yep. another thing, and this is like, so this is somewhat less political and more about just kind of like how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um Like, I'm pushing 40, mm-hmm. right? I'm fucking tired. <laughs> Can you imagine being his age and having the energy oh my God, right? to be that much of an asshole? Yeah, like someone gets upset
1: with me or I get upset with someone else, and that like ruins my whole day. I'm exhausted by it. Yeah,
0: like like I need to lay down on the floor and (laughs) exactly like and like try just like try to feel human again for a while. And like he he is just he has this relentless energy to just like fuck with everybody and 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 ruin everything.
1: Right. Like if I get in an argument with a romantic partner, that like puts a cloud over my entire week. Like it kind of like really puts me in a bad mood and yeah. it just feels like emotionally exhausting and draining. And like, you know, it's sort of just on my mind all the time. Right. Who has time to like, just yell at everybody all the time.
0: I, I, yeah. I like, what, what is he? 72. Yeah. When I'm 72, mm-hmm. I am not going to get upset about anything.
1: <laughs> I don't <And> know, man. <laughs> it's going to go one of two ways. You're going to be like the worst guy ever. you are going to be the nicest guy ever.
0: I'm going to be living in Florida at at the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville Retirement <laughs> Village. I'm going to be fucking mixing up daiquiris at like, I don't know, old people get up at like 4 a.m. So I'll probably be drunk by 8. And then I'll, I'm going to be driving around in a golf cart. I am going to be relaxing. <laughs> You're going to be like 300 pounds too. I don't care. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm gonna be I'm going to have one of those clocks that says it's five o'clock somewhere and like every number is five. And I'm, <laughs> to be, I'm going to, have to wear a fucking Tommy Bahama shirt and be fat as fuck and be tan and just happy and relaxing. It does sound pretty I'm, nice. Can you Im- imagine being that age and and being like, I am still on the front lines of my personal war to make life hell for everybody.
1: <laughs> our Our current life is not too different from what it would be like if we were retired in, in a retirement community That's except, true. except we just can't like see and hang out with other people but it's basically right. the same
0: yeah and i guess um when you're <clears throat> I, I can't speak for the retirees out there if you're a retiree and you listen let us know but uh i assume <laughs> that when you're retired, I assume we have a large retiree listening I think that those are the people that I would most relate to. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like when you're retired and you're kicking it, you know, like you're probably not living in a a cloud of perpetual anxiety. No. Why would you? You're just chilling. Yeah. Just hanging out. (laughs) Everything's fine. Oh, God. That's what I want to do when I'm that age. Like fucking Joe Biden. How old is he? Is he older than Trump? I think I think he might be
1: actually. I think he's maybe maybe a year older.
0: Just hang out and eat ice cream, dog. Yeah. Why? Why even get involved? Exactly. (laughs) Just stay home. Yeah, you already made your nut. You know they're both totally fucking rich. Stay home, watch The Office with your wife. Do nothing. Why do you want to keep grinding when you're in your seventies? Fuck (laughs) it.
1: Yeah. Um. (laughs) Yeah. I. I have. It's funny. Like so. I have been working kind of nonstop. And when I'm not working, I'm just can't stop moving. Like today I like polished the cat, the, the closet doors and I shined the espresso maker. Okay. I uh, did some laundry. <laughs> I hand washed some towels. So you're really climbing up the walls over there. <laughs> <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm losing my mind. I just like, can't, can't not be busy doing something. Right. Um, I don't feel like comfortable just going for a walk.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have to do that cause I have a dog. So I feel like that yeah. is a little bit of a pressure release valve throughout the day. Like yeah. I'm going to be outside three times a day. Right. No matter what. Yeah.
1: Um, sorry. I'm going to get up and walk over to the sink. Hope that doesn't make too much noise.
0: I don't think I so. Water. Um, um,
1: so what, what are we reviewing today?
0: Uh, so the last time, well, so on the last podcast, which, uh, y- you know, is one of the lost episodes, I guess at this point, we talked about Tiger King because that's what everybody was watching. Um, and we, we shared our thoughts on that. I think we were both pretty much on the same page that it was, uh, garbage. Um, yeah, it was, it was depressing and, uh, especially from an oral hygiene standpoint, very upsetting. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> uh, so we had a suggestion, uh, from a listener. Um, one of our VIP listeners, he, he suggested that we talk about the new strokes album.
1: We have a VIP listener.
0: Yeah. He's the one who wants you to get knocked out and oh, go, to, yeah. go to the hospital.
1: violence against me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, now a VIP listener. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: the hell did that happen? Um, but he, so he suggested that we talk about the new album by the strokes. Um, and I I listened to it, and I was saying to you, I think that like we should maybe just sort of talk about like anything that we've been doing or can recommend to people, yeah. uh, just because I think people are kind of starving for content, and also I'm not um, like uh, the most um, like diehard fan of the Strokes, so I don't know that I could really say that much about,
2: yeah. about
1: them. Um, yeah, that's fine with me. Um, I can. I've only really been watching Ozark. And and listening to NPR. That's kind of been my life. So uh, do you want to start with The Strokes? Your feelings about it?
0: Or no? Uh, Yeah. So I only listened to it at once, straight through. Um, I listened to it uh, as soon as I woke up this morning. I put it on. Um, (sighs) Well, okay. So here's the thing. I, I watched an interview with the lead singer, Julian... Casablancas, Casablancas, whatever Um, I watched an interview with him like uh, like maybe like a month ago and it was you know one of those like things where like a musician stops in at like a radio studio so he's like kind of like on the show and they're asking him stuff yeah and he could not look more bored and exhausted by the whole thing and I was I was just like man this guy does not seem into this at all and then when I listened to the album I was like he sounds like he's not into this either
1: <laughs> Well that that's kind of their sound though right
0: like Yeah yeah it's sort of like that laid back like disaffected Yeah um like it, it's like the a disaffected delivery of a very like tight pop song Right like that So when that first album came out when we were in college I guess No. So that's one thing. Like the thing that I really got, got thinking about with the strokes was less about the strokes as like, you know, specifically their sound, but like the period of time where they were like huge. Yeah. And it was, I, I want to say it was 2000, 2001. No. Were you in college then? No. 2000,
1: 2001.
0: This is it. Or no, is this it? That's like their debut album came out in October, 2001 wow huh i remember so it's I like it got to a late i guess I, when that, when you remember the, like the the video for um what was it called last, last night. night yeah um and it looks like it looks like a 70s like 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 variety show or something yeah um i remember watching that video while waiting for the Tom Green show to come on, on MTV. <laughs> that's how, that's how long ago that album came out.
1: Yeah. So you were in college then, right? Uh,
0: No, I think I went, uh, yeah, I was in community college at the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, first of all, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like they, when you think about the strokes, like I think about the New York music scene of the aughts, like yeah. uh clap your hands. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yes. Like that whole, like kind of dancey yeah. indie indie pop thing that happened in, in Brooklyn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the, the stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Rapture. Uh The strokes happened like way before that.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, uh, like, yeah.
0: They were totally kind of the front runners in that whole era.
1: I guess so. Yeah, I I always think of them as a California band for some reason. I don't know why. They don't like I don't know, they don't feel like New York to me, even though they're they're from New York. Oh, weird. Yeah, they feel like an LA band to me.
0: Well, they sort of have like I they like the whole um kind of like like um I'm trying not to use the word grungy. Cause I don't want to, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like grunge music, but like the, the sort of like grungy rocker vibe that they have, I feel like is an LA thing. Yeah, man. They were a very good looking band for a minute, huh?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. They look crazy now. <laughs> I, can't yeah, I joined Casablanca. So like, what does he,
0: Hmm. Well, that's another thing I was thinking about. What do you think his day to day life is like? Like the uh, striker, huge band. He probably made a ton of money off of it. No, he's still really handsome. He's still very attractive. He, he is, but like he, and, and he comes from like a famous family. His dad owns like that modeling agency or whatever. Hmm. Um, they're, they're like the whole band like comes from, they're like a, um, their lineage. Each member is like pretty great. Yeah. Like uh Albert Hammond Jr. His dad is Albert Hammond, who yeah. is like a famous musician. Also, I will say, in the era of the strokes when people were like really fired up about them, I was way more into Albert Hammond jr's solo stuff. I don't know if you ever got into that. No, I didn't. What's, what's the vibe? I, I would say that like musically, <clears throat> it's fairly similar. Um, maybe a little more, uh, I feel like the strokes, their sound is like really, really thin. Mm-hmm. like, like when I was listening to the new album today, I, like this is not a knock on them i love lo-fi indie pop and stuff i was like somebody could have recorded some of these songs like in their bedroom on using GarageBand. <laughs> like <laughs> like it, the whisper singing where it sounds like he's basically just talking into a microphone like the whole thing i was like this sounds like it could have been like a bedroom pop record yeah um yeah. albert Deming's sound is a bit <clears throat> bigger he's sort of like i think he's i think he's like kind of a nerd about like music production and stuff mm.
1: yeah i remember like sitting in the quad on campus uh it was a nice sunny day and like listening to the strokes on my disc man um <laughs> and thinking like yeah this is cool but i don't get it i don't get why everyone loves it so much and i've sort of always felt that way about that band like oh yeah that was a good record but you know, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, put it on. Whatever. Right. And, like you're
0: not going to become like a Strokes head and right. start start making grilled cheeses in the parking lot at their concert. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> but
0: there's there's a generation
1: of kids like a couple years younger than us that love this band, and oh, it was totally. it was their like Nirvana or Pearl Jam or whatever. And I remember meeting a guy when I moved to New York who was a few years younger, and he just he had like the whole haircut like i'm a rocker dude haircut look um like this kind of like layered textured long hair thing it's like how did how did you even get that haircut like what 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 happened to get that haircut um and he was a huge huge strokes fan and i remember him i forget how it came up i think he had a tattoo about the strokes or something oh wow and i was like oh wait the strokes that was the first time i realized that people liked that band that much <laughs> right, I was like, yeah. oh really this is a thing um yeah and then they sort of disappeared like they just got into drugs and sort of fell fell off for a while but yeah, I, that's one of those cool. bands that i'm always pe- surprised that people care about that much
0: i i don't even know if they disappeared because of like drugs or you know whatever sort of misadventure i i feel like their sound it was so specific yeah. Like rooted in such a specific time. Yeah. That it was like even 5 years later you you're like you're not going li- to like 5 years after that first Rapture album came out, you're not going to listen to the Rapture again. I love the Rapture. I mean, I love it now. <laughs> but but it's like I especially love the fr- like
1: early Rapture.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. It's yeah. great. But it's also like I think we're far enough away from it that it's almost nostalgic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but there was a t- like that, that sort of like highly specific sound, you know, for, unfortunately, like it becomes like rooted in a specific time. Like, like you remember Interpol? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like people were crazy about Interpol. And then there was like that period of time after that sound where it was like you would never listen to that
1: band. Same with the AAS. Like the AAS oh, are good. Totally. But, you know, I never listen to Maps now
0: they're kind of like forgotten.
1: Yeah. Well, Karen O is sort of like a feminist icon or something. I don't know.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like taking a shot at the band's legacy. They're obviously like a huge band and she, you know, she, she, and the other, the other guy's like a producer, I think. Nick
1: Zinner. He's so good.
0: Yeah. But, but the thing is like, like the, when you, when you hear it on, like if, if maps came on the radio right now, you'd be like, whoa, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't feel super relevant now. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, because I only listen to SoundCloud bedroom trap music. <laughs> that
1: was a shout-out to Mark
0: McKinnon.
1: Um, <laughs> I I remember, like, reading some profile in New York Magazine about the Strokes, about, like, that era of New York.
0: I, I was going to mention this. Yeah, it's, and it, it, how it,
1: Ryan Adams really influenced them, right? Like,
0: uh, so. Yeah, it's called The Strokes an Oral History, yes. and it, it's it's more an oral history of like that era of New York music. Yes, and yeah. The the, so City they Bar. shared what?
1: Like they're all going to Motor City Bar the whole time. Like,
0: yeah, the, didn't The Strokes hang out at Rudy's? Rudy's weren't they? Like, yeah, they were like proudly know. like like proud uh, Rudy's regulars. <laughs>
1: I wasn't aware of that. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, anyway, so, um, th- this, this article, if, if you have even a passing interest in the strokes or like, you know, turn of the century, uh, like New York music, the strokes and oral history is so good. Yeah, it really is. It's when the strokes were like at the, like just taking off. So they're like killing it. There's a bidding war for their debut album. And Ryan Adams is like the wonderkind, you know, fresh out of the alt country movement, who moved to New York and is just like hoovering up pounds of cocaine yeah. and hanging out with them all the time. And they have the same manager, so they're like constantly interacting. Yeah. And like Ryan Adams is just like a fucking lunatic. Yep. And uh oh, it's so it's so good if you're interested in any of that.
1: I just pulled up the article and I'm like scrolling through it. And there was a great wow. photo of the Strokes dressing room with Ryan Adams sitting like his feet on a coffee table. There's like a big pack of Marlboros, a bunch of beers, and one of the guitar players, Beck, two pretty ladies, and Jack White all sitting on a couch.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. At, at Radio That's City. So fun. The hell of a show, <laughs> yeah seriously oh Man. my god also,
1: that's when, like rock was really relevant and like you could be a big rock band and sort of make it you kind of can't anymore
0: yeah i i mean like i i'm not i don't I, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of like how the strokes came up or whatever but like i i know that like ryan adams came out of like I think like punk bands before he got into the alt country stuff. Mm -hmm. And and then he started putting out his solo work. And, and like, I kind of feel like that era of like when, like this stroke stuff, the Ryan Adams stuff. And even when like getting into that dancey Brooklyn stuff, Mm -hmm. that was kind of the last era of like scene based music. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Where like you, you got huge in your scene and then suddenly like the world would start to pay attention because you had this massive following.
1: Yeah. Well, at like, least for rock music. I think that happens in hip hop now still. right?
0: Probably. But doesn't it seem like it happens on the internet first? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. I don't know what I'm talking
0: about. It's like, you're not, you're <laughs> not like, you're not like, like the last band that I can remember anybody talking about, about having like a groundswell of of support is like vampire weekend
1: Mm. or like in new york band yeah
0: yeah remember like when they played they 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 played snl and they were still an unsigned band yeah like they were that popular that's pretty cool yeah just playing shows like they were that popular and like i don't know i guess there's still like punk bands that are doing that i guess but I feel like it's it's all the internet so like you're building your fan base on the internet but like it's it's all over the world it's not like you're playing weekly shows at, I don't know CBGB's or yeah yeah the Bowery electric or whatever
1: right I mean I don't even know what the what the scene is now like who's who's around also we're too old for that shit I mean true we're just a couple of old ass dudes Yep. seeing like our favorite emo bands going like a reunion tour
0: I know I'm closer to living at uh Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville retirement community than I am to <laughs> going to like a DIY punk show. So.
1: That is a hundred percent true. <laughs> I remember like five years ago. Yeah, probably five, six years ago, I went to see that band um Cloud Nothings.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they're good.
1: Really good. They were very good live. Um I went with Daniel and they played at um five thirty eight Kent when that was still open yeah yeah um which is like a really hole in the wall like shitty little club and this band dive opened before them do you know dive no they're basically like a 90s revival band but they're young kids uh they're basically playing like kind of like pavement sort of style music okay yeah i mean they're good but it's it's the 90s it's like oh you guys like built a spill Right. Like, Oh, you guys love pavement and Built to spill and like all that genre of music. And now you're sort of like just repackaging it for a a new audience. Um, and
0: actually as like a genre of music. I want to say it's called nineties revival. Hmm. And it, it's like, um, I had, I had a mix, uh, that I found a playlist that I found on Spotify that had this song on it that I loved. I gotta, I gotta look it up, but there's a, I was reading about the artist and it said like, Oh, this is one of the biggest nineties revival artists. And it sounded just like, um, like, uh, like, like nineties radio pop. Like, um, like I don't want to say semi-sonic, but like Mm. could open for semi-sonic, you know, like that, like that sort of like extremely polished, like super melodic, but it's it's literally called '90s revival. Like it is it is a second wave of that sound. I'm curious who that band was. Yeah, I got I got to look it up. It's 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 like a I think it's a one man band kind of deal. Um, but yeah, it, it just struck me as so uh, obviously I'm old, but having been there, <laughs> you know, in the '90s, I'm like, wait, we're already at the point where you're reviving this as like a dead like art form. That's yeah. crazy.
1: Um, so just to get back to the idea of, oh, anyway, I was saying that this band dive is playing and all these kids were dressed up like the way I was in like eighth grade or in high school, like wearing oversized t-shirts and like, but doing it cool, like making it look like they're doing it on purpose as opposed to just being uncomfortable Right. And like I have a band t shirt, so that's what I'm wearing, because I don't have any other clothes.
0: As opposed to being like a skinny 14-year-old swimming in a giant t shirt. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because you didn't know that you shouldn't buy a large t-shirt. <laughs> um yeah, and so like it was just sort of an odd like reference to my own past in a way, like seeing it mirrored back to me in a way. <clears throat> um But yeah, I don't have anything to recommend. Um, I was trying to sit and read The New Yorker. Have you noticed, like, has your attention been shit since? Uh, Totally. Yeah. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe because of anxiety? Like, I can't... I used to be able to sit and read for, like, a good 40 minutes when I got home from work. Now it's, like, 15, 20, and I'm distracted, or I'm getting bored or antsy or something. And I don't know why. Maybe because, like, my... Stimulus is so little now and I'm constantly looking for other distractions or something else. I don't know.
0: Well, we did get into this a little bit in um the uh uh what we call it? the the episode that we lost. Yeah. Um but like now that you're just home all the time, you don't have like those zones.
1: Right. All time is the same. There's no like pockets of time to yourself.
0: Yeah. So you're like like normally you'd be like, oh, this is the time where I I sit on the subway or I'm on my way to work. So I listen to a podcast or I read a book or whatever. And now you're just like, well, I could sit on my couch and do that anytime during the day if I want. Exactly.
1: Or I can do anything else in my apartments. Um, Yeah. Like normally letting a ball of dough rise for 18 hours seems daunting to me. Yeah. I'm like, sure. Yeah. What else am I doing? It's great.
0: Um, yeah, I used to hate scatting before, but now I sit around an <laughs> hour of day
2: scatting
0: all, all time.
1: What's not to love? Um, <laughs> you're in your like office by yourself scatting, and Maya's working, yeah, uh, it's like trying to drown you out because
0: she's on like a conference call, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Did, did you hear that sound effect? Did it come through?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. Yeah,
0: okay. uh, we're we're still working through the technical difficulties here. It was a
1: little, it was a little low, but I could hear okay. it.
0: I can get. I could put a little more mustard on it. If yeah, you try like. it. Try one more time.
1: Did some redneck shoots your your parents? What's going on?
0: Did you get that one? It was a little wonky. What did it, What did it say?
1: Did a redneck shoot uh, your pants?
0: No, it's a. It was a the guy the the guy with the fox. You know, he's like, "Did some redneck shoot your parents?" Did
1: some redneck shoot your your parents? What's going on?
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You're right, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, the most famous the most famous clip in our um our Slack channel. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's been strange to not have any kind of like separation of time, um, which I think is everyone's experience. Um, and it's, it's weird. So I live in a basement level apartment and I had these shutters that I use. Cause like everyone could see into my apartment basically when they walk by and at night it's, you could see much more clearly because you know, it's, my apartment is lo- illuminated. The outside is dark. So it's like looking in, like watching a TV basically. Um, yeah. and so I close them every night. And so now it's like, <laughs> When do I decide it's nighttime? When do I <laughs> decide like the day is over? That's because that's what it means. Like the day is now over when I close these shutters. Like, I don't know. It, it's a weird sort of like symbolism of I'm done doing things for the day. Even though it's like getting lighter out longer, because you know it's summer's coming. I want to like be able to close the shutters sooner. Cause I want to be able to like, okay, I'm done. I'm done trying and making an effort for the day. Or like worrying about what I'm going to do all day.
0: Yeah, I, I totally feel the same way. I'm like, I guess I should go to bed. <laughs> right. Or like I wake up and I'm like, I don't know. Do I wake up now? Yeah. <laughs> or later? Uh, right. later? <laughs>
1: right. Last night, I think we were texting a bit. And I've been eating dinner at like 6 p.m. Um, so I had some dessert at like 7.30. And I just stared at the window for like an hour. <laughs> and that was just nothing. It was fine. I wasn't bored. I was like, okay, I, I just feel this is what I'm going to do for a while now. Um, but yeah, I've been watching. The one thing I've been watching and enjoying is Ozark. But I'm watching season one just so fucking good right now. Oh, um, so good. So intense. Like, But I've watched it before bed. And then it makes me like all <laughs> uncomfortable and anxious before bed. And yeah. I end up staying up later because I don't feel like settled. I feel just like I have the heebie jeebies.
0: Well, that's why you need like a palate cleanser show that you can return to. Yeah. You can like watch an episode of Ozark and then put on an episode of like parks and rec while you fall asleep.
1: I should just put the Irishman on at any point in the movie. Cause it's all the same and it's super long and it's just old men talking and killing each other.
0: So uh, I have a, a recommendation, uh, it it was what I was watching last night when you were staring out the window. Um, and it is also very long. So, mm-hmm. you no, know, you got the time to watch it now. Um, but I watched this movie called Prisoners last night. And it was so fucking good. I don't know how I never heard of it before. Maybe I'm the last person on earth who has seen it. But um, it's by... Did you ever see um, Arrival? Yeah. Um, so I think arrival was the next movie that that guy did after prisoners Mm -hmm. and, uh, prisoners is his first English language movie, but I, I I don't even know what language he speaks Spanish. I don't know, but, um, (laughs) but he's, then he went on to do the new blade runner movie and he's making the new dune remake. Okay. So he's a massive director now, like huge arrival was great. Oh my God. I loved Arrival. I just read um, that
1: short story too. I would recommend that book.
0: Yeah. Ted, I heard the whole book. is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so this, this, uh, this movie, it's like two and a half hours long stars, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, uh, fuck. Why can't I think of their names now? Um, Paul Dano and, um, who's the guy who plays Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Um, and then oh Maria Bello is in it too mm-hmm. but um, it's about like without any spoilers it's about uh, this family where uh, like these two families the the young daughters of the two families disappear one night and it's like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays the detective who's trying to figure out what happened mm-hmm. and like we we're like five minutes into the movie and, and Maya just turned to me and she was like Jake Gyllenhaal is so hot right like (laughs) he's so hot he's very attractive in this movie he has like a shitty neck tattoo Uh and like and like jailhouse knuckle tattoos okay (laughs) like it takes place in a fictional town that is supposed to be basically my hometown okay like it takes place in northeastern pennsylvania and the area code is the same for my hometown like it's supposed to take place in like a kind of dead working class Northeastern town. So he's basically you. Jake Gyllenhaal is you in this movie. Right. Frank, that's what I'm wondering. (laughs) Do do I got to, should I move back home and become a detective with a neck tattoo?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because it looked fucking awesome in this movie. Um, (laughs) No, but it's like uh, the, I would say this movie is on par with like Zodiac. If you're into that. Oh my God. Zodiac is so good. But I I feel like with the movie Zodiac, like obviously it's based, it's it's like the movie about the Zodiac killer and and all that stuff. So like, you kind of know what you're getting when you go into it. Like it's a mystery and a thriller, but but you understand the kind of like you know larger framework of the story. You're like, okay, Zodiac killer, he like you know came up with these codes and nobody ever found out who he was or cracked the codes, whatever. But like this movie is similarly epic and dark and violent um it, it's just so good hmm. it's it's one of those movies where like have you ever been like looking for a movie to watch and you're like oh i just want to watch a movie that's as good as yeah, and you're yeah. like you know yeah but, i, I want to watch a movie that's as good as braveheart like <laughs> what, you know what do you what do you got
1: for me it's always um boogie nights uh,
0: oh yeah boogie nights is fantastic
1: So it's like good and dark and weird and like super uncomfortable, but kind of erotic too.
0: This is one of those, well, Boogie Nights is very erotic, but this is, (laughs) (laughs) this is one of those movies for me now that I'm going to be like, when I'm trying to pick out a movie to watch, I'm going to say, I want to watch a movie that's like prisoners. Like it's Mm -hmm. that good.
1: And did Maya love it too?
0: Oh, totally. We were both just like the whole time we were like, can you believe how good this is? Jesus. Oh,
1: um. So, how are you guys doing with the cohabitating thing? With the the not being able to leave.
0: Um. I think we're doing okay. Like, so she has a job. Um. Mm-hmm. Which is good. And uh, she is so busy during the week working that, like, you know, she set up like a little workstation in the bedroom because she likes to have a standing desk kind of thing. So she set yeah. up a standing desk on a on a tall dresser, and like basically the entire day goes by and we're barely interacting like uh-huh. you know we have lunch together and stuff but um for the most part yeah i think if we weren't both um you know pretty busy it would be rough mm-hmm. but aside from my brief emotional breakdown the other day <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i've been super stressed with work and been kind of like having my own freakouts um that are mostly internal um, mostly me just like kind of cursing at my computer screen. Um,
0: well, you're alone there, so you don't have anybody to take it out on.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, are you just like working out like Ben Affleck in the town? <laughs> just, just banging out push-ups in the dark? Like, Yeah.
1: Fuck. More like Ben Affleck in, um, what was that last movie you watched him in? Oh, uh, The Way Back. The Way Back, yeah. Um, just
0: pacing around your kitchen, slamming a case of beer.
1: Honestly, like I've been running a lot and that has been, my biggest motivator it's the thing i look forward to the most like i ran nine miles on friday yeah i just like i've never run that far before and i feel like a fucking hero every time i do it i tell everybody i know about it um (laughs) (laughs) no exaggeration um yeah and that's kind of like my the thing that really keeps me happy right now
0: yeah i i've been running a lot too um And, uh, I, it's, it's been fun, but at the same time, it's like, so I'm doing this running program, I'm doing a marathon training program, even though I'm not really training for a marathon. Yeah. And it's just because I wanted to give myself a, a, like a schedule that I can look at throughout the week and be like, Oh, here's some, here's what I have to do today. Here's my daily goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but even that it's like, you know, I did seven miles on Thursday and, or, uh, on Friday and it's like okay I banged down my 7 miles and then I come back and I'm just kind of hanging out again yeah <laughs> I mean actually I, I do have a couple projects that I'm working on so the past few days have been pretty busy and uh you know fulfilling but like damn those days when you don't have anything to do but like a 3 mile run on your schedule yeah. it's like shit <laughs> yeah like
1: well on Friday I ran 9 miles I ran in Union, Union Square which is really beautiful um, Very pleasant experience. But then I sat down at my desk at like 9 30 and didn't move for 12 hours. Yeah. And that sucked. But, you know, at least I was able to get out and do something in the morning. But those days of like, if I don't do anything in the morning and I'm just like at my desk the whole day, it's just miserable.
0: Um, yeah. I can't sit still. I'm like, I've been working on a, a little software project and like, I work for like a half an hour and then I stand up and I pace around the apartment and I'm like, I I just like I, there's no beginning and end to the day, yeah. so it's like I, I think if I if I was like, you know, if it was like a work day, I'd be like, okay, it's quitting time, and now I go do something else, and I go home or whatever. But like, I don't know, it's just this like wide open space that I'm trying to fill up with activity.
1: Yeah. Um. Do you want to do
0: top three? Yeah. Do you have a category?
1: Um. Okay. I have a couple of top threes.
0: Okay. Um, well, then. You, you. You. Are listening to Frank and Eric's.
2: You're going to feel strong pressure on the prostate gland from inside your rectum.
1: Top three showdown. <laughs> so long. I, oh, I, I find
0: that so <laughs> soothing. Oh my God.
1: Man. So long. <sighs> um if you want that just to play on your own whenever you want, we could send you that file.
0: Yeah, if you want it like as a ringtone from <laughs> something <Yes.
2: laughs>
0: your answering machine. Every time uh, I hear that, it's like <clears> it's <throat> like getting a massage. <throat> or like a, It's like taking a Xanax. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah,
1: I feel the same way. (laughs) Um, So we have a couple top threes. Um, Top three, do you want to do um, road trip memories? Ooh, I could do that. You want to do that?
0: Okay. Sure. Do you want to go first or should I go first?
1: Uh, I'll I'll go first. The last major road trip I took was... um, was like two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago in the spring with uh, my friend, Sarah, we were dating and she had a car. We were living in San Francisco and she had a car in Nashville. And I was like, Hey, you should go get your car. <laughs> and she was like, ah, uh. I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and I talked her into, uh, we basically flew to Nashville and then drove it back to San Francisco over the course of a week, which was very fun. We got into, we got one night, we got extremely drunk and got into a huge fight. Uh, And (laughs) and I blame Charles for that specifically. Um, (laughs) But uh, the rest of the trip was very fun. Um, But one of my highlights of that trip was, it's not only a highlight, but it's like a a really strong feeling that has stuck with me. Um, through a lot of that part of the country as you're driving, there's just nothing around like yeah. no houses, no streetlights. I guess I'm so used to seeing people all the time living in New York that when no one's around, I'm like, what the fuck, where is everybody? What's wrong? Yeah,
0: Well, like the, the population density <clears throat> of the Northeast in general Yeah, exactly. pretty, pretty intense. Like if you're on the highway in the Northeast, you're not going to drive for more than, 15, 20 minutes without like coming up on the next exit for the next town.
1: Yes. Um, and so driving through like parts of Texas and New Mexico, there's just nothing. I remember there's one part of New Mexico. I'm pretty sure it was New Mexico and I'm driving and it's dead straight and it's the middle of the day and we don't have any uh, service for our Spotify or anything. So it's quiet And there's literally tumbleweeds like blowing by and it's like a mirage. It's like, I don't know how much farther I had to go on this road, (laughs) but it feels fucking endless and there's nothing else around except for like the blinding sun. Um, But that wasn't the memory I was going to bring up. I was going to bring up, we stopped in Taos to visit a friend of hers. And then it was like the sun started going down and, We are leaving Taos, and we're low on gas, and we're driving to Santa Fe. And I remember driving this, like, winding road through this kind of, like, alien-looking landscape. Because have you been to, like, New Mexico?
0: Yeah, I've been to Taos.
1: been to Taos? Okay. Like, it gets very, like, hilly, and, like, the colors are very different. It's, like, deeper reds and purples and orange. And the landscape... Compared to the northeast is very different. And so I'm I'm leaving Taos and I'm driving to to um Santa Fe and we're low on gas. And I'm thinking, we're gonna get stranded in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I had this like minor panic attack as we're leaving uh her friend's place. And I'm like, Where we're gonna get we're gonna die. We're gonna die out here. There's nothing around us. No no one's gonna come find us. There's nothing happening. Because yeah. if you get stranded, it's gonna take like hours for someone to drive by or maybe an hour yeah like yeah and it was a very very intense feeling like this tightness in my chest as i'm driving around the idea of nothingness is very unsettling for me
0: yeah when when i was on tour with my friend's band <laughs> in college uh i had already like done road trips around the country so yeah. it, it was not a like you know nothing was shocking to me um but my friend who was the lead singer of the band he grew up in the dc area And he, he really freaked out when we got to the Southwest, like, like his mood totally changed. And, and like, he, he like could not handle how big the country was, Mm. um, like, and like, you know, to fully experience it. Like it's completely different climates, completely different regions. Like it doesn't look like the earth that you're used to it's it's a pretty crazy experience i mean i i'm
1: i mean to say i absolutely loved new mexico i thought it was beautiful and i mean and i love arizona i think it's a really beautiful and an interesting part of the country It just that moment really unsettled me
0: yeah (sighs) i'm trying to think of my top road trip stories i'm just gonna jot them down so i don't forget them um uh So my first one, I'm sure I've told this story on the old podcast, but this is one of my favorite road trip stories of all time. This is an OG story. This is from when I was like 18, Mm -hmm. 19. Um, But I was driving around the country with my friends, two of my friends. And uh, we were driving in my friend's like old shitty Oldsmobile that had airbag suspension in the back that popped. So the whole car was just like tilted up. Mm-hmm. and it, we we drove around for a month and a half. We started in southwestern Florida, came up the coast, uh went across the panhandle, across Texas, up to Chicago, out to California, up to Vancouver, across Canada, down through the northeast. It was just epic. Cool. And um one at one point, I think we were in Calif- like northern California when this happened. But we had no money. So when we we would just pull over and just sleep in the car and <clears throat> One night, <laughs> we pulled over on the side of the road and uh and i I woke up like I was sleeping in shotgun, my friend Jimmy is in the back seat, and my friend Scott is sleeping in the driver 's seat <clears throat> and um and and we were pulled off like on the side of the road, and the windows are all fogged up because we 've been sleeping for a couple hours, and I wake up to this feeling of like palpable panic like like when someone is really losing their shit, you feel it in the air, mm-hmm. and I wake up, and Scott is in the driver's seat, and he's like he's like like trying to work the controls of the car, and he's like slamming his foot on the brake, but the car's off, like we've been asleep Whoa. and and I'm just looking at him, like, "What is going on?" and I reached over. And I pulled the keys out of the ignition and I looked at them and he turned his head and looked at me and just screamed, what is going on? <laughs> and, and Jimmy leaned up between the seats cause he's been sleeping in the back seat. He leaned up between the two and he goes, Hey, didn't we pull over and go to sleep? <laughs> and, and I put the keys back in the ignition, and like <laughs> Scott sits back down in his seat. Jimmy leans back, and we all just go back to sleep. Like that, there's no discussion. We're we're all in this like half sleep state.
1: God, that's insane.
0: And we go back to sleep, and I, I can still remember what it looked like because like the 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 windshield was all fogged up, but like you see the headlights sort of like zipping past. So you know, if you wake up half asleep, you might feel like the car's moving or something. Yeah. So the next morning we wake up and I think I want to say we we were in like Arcada or Arcadia whatever it's called in Northern California I think it's called Arcada, um, and we go to this donut shop and we go in. Nobody has said a word about it all morning, and it's just sort of like a quiet morning. We need coffee. We're trying to get it, get it going. Go to this coffee shop. We get our coffee and donuts, whatever. We sit down at the table, take a couple of sips of coffee, and Chicago's. goes. Hey, you know what was really weird last night? (laughs) And 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 then we all like were like falling out of our chairs laughing because like we had all been sort of like like sitting on this, like thinking about it in our heads like, did that really happen?
1: That's
0: funny. It was it was like it was such a moment of sheer panic, like watching someone completely (laughs) lose their shit. (laughs) <laughs> and then going right back to sleep. So weird. That's such right. a fucking funny, funny That's moment. Right.
1: Um, when I graduated college, me and there's three of us, four of us in total. Yeah. There's four of us in total. Me and three guys got into our friend's mom's van and drove to St. Louis to see our friend, Steph and our friend, Jen,
0: and, uh, some other folks in St. Louis, uh, for, I think yeah, who is responsible for me binging Dr. Pimple Popper.
1: There you go. Um, <laughs> I think for a wedding, I think it was for Jen's wedding, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, we, um, we borrowed this van from our friend Ray Ray's mom and his uncle had died in the van like a few weeks before.
2: Oh, Jesus um, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: We kept referring to it as like Uncle Jay's dead Uncle Jay's van. Um
0: Was there like was there like a like a whole like like fan of, of air fresheners hanging from the rearview mirror? No, no, no. He
1: didn't like rot in the van. He just he just collapsed and died in it. Right uh, while like vacuuming in the van. Um anyway, um so we drive this van. It was like one of those like GMC Astro van, I think. Okay. And it had like kind of some wood paneling in the front. Uh, I was in the the passenger seat or the, riding shotgun almost the entire ride and someone had carved the word fuck into the wood paneling in the passenger seat. Um, but uh, we drive to St. Louis. We make it there without issue uh, for the most part. We're pulling into the city and as we're like cruising in on the off ramp, um, our transmission just dies. And oh, so we shit. just like coast into the city at like midnight and st louis there's there's a lot of like bad parts of st louis uh which we didn't really know at the time and we cruise in and we're just like not in a friendly area and we're all in the van at this gas station and we're like uh who wants to get out and (laughs) ask for help um i think we didn't we had a cell phone. I think we just needed to know where we were exactly because um, we didn't have like GPS at the time, right? And so we're on uh, Gravois Street, which is uh, how we pronounced it, Um, and that was the trouble. So we call our friend Steph, and uh, they pronounced it Gravois, and so there yeah. was this like long debate about how you know where were we because she thought that road didn't exist um yeah it was very fun
0: like in pittsburgh if you live in north versailles oh
1: my god (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah we had to rent a car and drive it home and yeah
0: it was fun um yeah that that sounds like a good time yeah um (laughs) the the second one that i have uh second best road trip story uh Charles and our friends in uh, Phoenix know about this. But when I was out there visiting, we decided to take a road trip to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Super fun. Went to Las Vegas. It was raining and Charles wiped out and spilled a really expensive drink as soon as we got there. And it was just, it it was just like, you know, a, a dumb road trip. Yeah. But on the way back, we stopped at this bar that's like on the side of one of those roads that you're describing where it's like, there's nothing like there's yeah, no yeah. light. Like, it's just this one single building in the middle of nowhere. And it just has bar on the side of it. I, in, love that. You know, I love that kind of bar. Yeah. We're like, all right, this is our spot. Yeah. So we go in and it's this like, it's this, like Arizona cowboy bar and in the middle of nowhere. And we walk in and it's like record scratch, you know, like. Everybody's looking at us like mm-hmm. who the fuck are you? What are you doing here? Yeah. And I want to say it was like a Friday or Saturday night. So it was like you know, all the local farmhands were were there uh tearing it up. And so we it had like a balcony surrounding the whole place. So you can go up on the second floor and like see the ground floor mm-hmm. uh where the bar was. So we're like, okay, let's play it safe. We're going to go upstairs and we're, this is just we're just going to watch this place like a show. Yeah. And so we go up and we're drinking beers and we're just watching everyone get progressively drunker. And, uh, we're watching this one guy and he's like bumping into people and you can see everyone Mm -hmm. like watching him. Like you can see that like this guy is trouble and everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. And so he's bumping into people and I I know I'm going to forget some details of this story, but, but the major highlights are. That um so they're they're playing a jukebox, and like people are going and putting money into the jukebox, and there's this guy who's getting drunker and drunker and singing along with the songs, mm-hmm. and they put on t n t by a c d c and you know how the chorus is like t n t, so this guy <laughs> <Dino> started, <Mike. laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy, for whatever reason, is chanting. TTT. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and he's like belting this out, like uh, TTT. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just dying laughing. And this guy, uh, I can't remember if it's the TTT guy or if it's a different drunk guy, but there's the this guy who's like bumping into everybody and he's like clearly going to start a fight. Yeah. So he, he bumps into this guy. There's a little bit of a tussle. There's like, there, you know, like people come over, it's, there appears to be some discussion about this guy leaving and he comes back over and like, these two guys are like face to face, like, like doing the whole, like fucking hit me. I dare you. Yeah. Like sort of thing. And then they kiss each other. What? And we are like, we're up on the balcony watching all of this unfold. And we're like, we're like losing it like oh my god this is this is crazy this is the most unexpected outcome and and it and then like things continued to get rowdier and like we we decided it was like smart to leave yeah. um but was like bar not not to my knowledge but uh like it just seemed like a local a local small town bar where like People go after work and get wasted, and there's just sort of a steady flow of people coming in to buy six packs, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's I will never forget that moment when they smooched. <laughs> it was like, it was like seeing the, the most amazing twist ending in a movie. It was like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> like, no fucking way.
2: Holy shit. That's great. <laughs> yeah.
1: I have to say, like, road trips are my favorite way to travel. Oh uh, totally. I love driving around the country and just like seeing what's up and and riding around and like finding new things and seeing weird people and oh man, it's it's the best. Yeah. Just
0: That's- just riding through small towns, giving everybody the side eye at the Yeah, red light. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like being scared of the rest of America, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um we we should do a next man memorial as a road trip.
0: Yeah, I so something I've wanted to do for a long time is rent an RV. Or that. We could do that too. Well, like, you know, we do a road trip. Like We'll fun. do a road trip, but we'll rent an RV so that everybody can, you know, everybody who would normally go on the trip can be in the RV.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: How much is going available?
2: Like, <laughs> 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 I have no fucking idea.
1: It's <laughs> I'd probably a lot. Um, we, we have time, whatever. We should do it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have another good memory that comes to mind. I mean, that road trip from Nashville to California was very fun. Um, and yeah, a lot of fun stuff happened, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think of a, of a, a final, um, road trip. I mean, I've, I've had so many great road trips that it's hard to pick out like a, a specific one, but <clears throat> let me think. Um, I did a road trip through the Southwest as well, uh, with my wife. We, we did like, I want to, we were maybe Santa Fe to, uh, Phoenix. I don't know. Is that far? I can't even remember yeah, yeah, what, a couple hours. I think, no, that can't be what we did then. <clears throat> we, we, we were on the road for like, like a couple days, I think. Yeah. Um, but, any, but anyway, um, we, we went through the Southwest and it was just, um, It was, it was really, so I think like my favorite part of that trip was when we went to Tombstone Hmm. and like, you know, I love the movie Tombstone. I love the story of like the shootout at the OK corral and all that shit. And, uh, Tombstone itself is really like a tourist trap. Mm -hmm. Like the town itself can't get any, um, they can't get like, uh, the historical landmark designations because they've like uh like fucked it up too much yeah like like they've the place has burnt down to the ground and like been rebuilt more than once i think so like nothing is is um accurate except for like two buildings um yeah so, i mean they do their best to make it feel really authentic but yeah. um the, one of the buildings that is is real um this we, we we were staying in Phoenix and we were like, oh, let's do a day trip down to Tombstone. And it's it's it, like you're so close to the Mexican border that when you leave Tombstone, you have to uh, answer questions with with uh, like United States border guards just mm-hmm. to leave Tombstone. Like it's – it really – like if you're from New York, it feels like another fucking planet. Yeah. But um, so we go – We go to Tombstone and we walk up and down the streets and we do all this touristy shit. But they have um, the theater in Tombstone is still intact. It's like the theater that was there during the shootout of the OK Corral, like during those that era. And uh, they have the table that uh, Doc Holliday used, like when he was a card dealer. Like it's it's still sitting there on the floor. And if you look at photos from back then. you know there's a handful of them like you can see the the whole space like it's still the same and uh and you're walking around with um you know a tour guide and and you're allowed to like kind of interact with things you can touch stuff whatever uh, but this table they have this covering on so you're you're not like to prevent it from uh degrading and and she's like you know this is literally the table that Doc Holliday sat at and was a card dealer and like my wife and I are staring at at this table, like it's sitting in the exact space. They have a photo from the era of it being there, and like I just sort of like I like crouched down and I was like touching the wood on the side of it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I I don't know like it, it there was this I had this like really intense feeling, and my wife started crying, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like I was like I was like wow I can't believe I just touched like like if you're holiday and you sit at this card table, like you have inevitably touched this like piece of wood on the side of the table. I was like, I touch that too. Like there, like you think of these like mythical historic figures that are like blown up in the movies. And like, they become these kind of like, you know, unbelievable tall tales. But in reality, like the timeline of humanity is pretty short. And when you're in a place like that, it's like, Oh, that, this person who you see depicted in movies that you think being so long ago, like realistically, we both passed through this space in not a huge amount of time. Yeah. And, and I was like, I was like, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know why I'm crying, but this is just so, there's something so heavy about this. The table's and, from IKEA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 choose to believe that that this was <laughs> in fact the, the table and they, they had like, like they could uh, show you like bullet holes that the bullets hadn't been pried out of yet. Like, like along the bar in, in the building, it was just so cool. Like you think of that as this intangible past that is completely lost to history, but then you can stand there and it's like, I don't know, like a guy was standing at this bar drinking whiskey less than a hundred years ago yeah and it's pretty- it's it was such a powerful like a powerful moment that we didn't anticipate it was so cool
1: hmm. have you been to the alamo
0: i have not it's
1: pretty cool too it's weird it's like the- near like a like a strip mall kind of vibe but yeah it's yeah. um well i think that's our show
0: yeah we did it um did it. if uh if the audio's fucked up after this that's it we're done well, we're gonna retire it. No, I'm gonna post it and I'm just gonna let it <laughs> grade everybody's ears. I don't give yeah. a fuck. It's everyone else's problem. We can do. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh it, I hope that everybody's getting by okay uh in and staying healthy. And, uh, you know, I hope that, um, listening to us ramble for a little while, uh, is, is entertaining and helps you forget the bad news in the world. And,
1: oh yeah, we, we meant to say, uh, if you have anything you want to share about your own experience, please give us a call, any tips or any advice or any guidance or recommendations of your own. uh, Yeah. We don't
0: have a phone number set up, but, uh, you you, you can email us. Eric at Frank and Eric.com or Frank at Frank and Eric.com. And you can, um, you know, if you want to like record something as a voice memo and send it to us, we'll put it on the show. Um, it could be a road trip story. It could be like something that you've been doing in quarantine that you want to share or like, you know, anything like we're all kind of, uh, you know, shipwrecked at the moment on our own respective islands. So yeah, if you got some tips or some recommendations, share them with us. And, uh, yeah, I guess until, until the next time stay positive and stay healthy. Yeah.